two, three, four. In this podcast, you will only hear Knights of Vader, Knights of Vader, includes but is not led to who talk of Star Wars, not Reagans. We can't truly prepare for the junk that follows this song, but hey, we give it a try. So here's the Knights of Vader. Crystal Fox reports they are divided. For equal sequel, hate and love they fight I know that we are just musicians hired. And their time is up, so here's the Knights of Vader. Most impressive. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Zingness. Nope, wrong show. Thank you and Superiority Complex for providing our theme song. It is November 28th, and um, I'm Zinger. Yes, I am leading this charge again, um, for better or for worse, but I could not do this alone. Uh, I am joined by the 13th greatest... Um, Star Wars toy collector in all of Canada, Chris Porteous. Hashtag not my Ahsoka. Just oh. kidding, guys. I, you know, oh. I'm happy to be here to talk about it. It's going to be fun. Um, and we are also joined by the the great author of the Embark series. Uh, Saga, actually, I think now. What, right? It should be Saga now? Yeah, you can go with Saga. That'll all right. do. I, I, I will say Saga. John Justice. Welcome. This is the way. Oh, perfect, perfect. So I wanted to do a different. I want to do a different inflection instead of this is the way. I don't think it sounds <laughs> as good though. We we will see. Uh, Russ will probably be popping in later. Our um, great emperor uh, was unable to join us, but through the magic of technology, we do have his opinion on this episode, which we will discuss later. So, of course, um, everyone tuning in is probably wondering what we're going to be talking about today. Because I mean. What else would we be talking about? Mandalorian, Chapter 13, The Jedi. So, um, I actually watched this at, like, 5 in the morning. So I pulled a Zach on this, because I woke up early, because my job has been having us wake up early, and I did not have to go until later, but I still woke up super early and was like, wait a second, I could watch this episode before I go to work. And I did, and I was really happy I did, because I avoided every spoiler. Um, John, when did you watch this episode? Uh, normally, I watch them at three o'clock in the morning. Uh, I have a whole routine on because I do a I do a radio morning show, uh, and I get up at two thirty. So normally on Fridays, I watch them at three o'clock. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, because I had these two days off for Thanksgiving, I had to wait for my thirteen and eighteen year olds to uh, wake up. So I didn't get a chance to watch it until about eight thirty, which which disappointed me greatly. But that's the only thing that I was really disappointed about. So. Anything spoiled for you? Did, did, did you avoid spoilers till 8.30? Yeah, I actually did, uh, surprisingly. It was funny because there were some uh, there were some leaks that came out that I completely... And usually I go the leak route. Usually mm-hmm. I read I read everything. And uh, they came out and I was like, ah, they don't know anything. And I didn't bother. And it turns out they were right. So I know I went into this completely fresh. All right. Chris, what about you? What, uh, what, 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 what do you got for us? When did you watch this? So uh, I'm the polar opposite. I watched it at about 11 p.m. Friday, Oof. and um, I'd already be, like I think everyone knew like what character was going to show up in this episode for a while. It was sort of a foregone conclusion. Um, so I did see a picture of it was like a screen cap of 
the view from the wall looking down at Ahsoka, like sitting there in the fog with the two sabers on. And it's like, it's just like who I don't like just stop doing that. Like the morning of guys, like you're not impressing anyone's posting <laughs> screen caps like that day. Like no one likes that you're doing it. It doesn't make you interesting or cool. Just stop and reconsider all of your life decisions. <laughs> but other than that, like I knew that character was going to be in it. So I didn't have context for anything else there. So it's, it's fine. Um, so I saw it at 11 PM. I don't really, I, I suppose I could have watched it real early in the morning. I don't, I don't, I just, I don't think I would enjoy it as much, but to each their own. Um, so I got mildly spoiled, but I guess we already sort of knew what character would show up in this episode. So I, you know, I, I enjoyed it just fine at 11 PM on Friday. All right, so I, I guess our opening opinions on this. Um, I enjoyed this episode immensely, but was kind of disappointed at the same time, if that makes any sense. Because I feel like the only reason this episode exists is to, hey, look, everyone, it's a live-action Ahsoka. And that is it. They're, they do nothing really... Uh, I mean, he's still on a quest of because he didn't find someone to help him with um, with uh, the child. I'm just going to refer to him as that until we mention the name discussion because I don't want to get sidetracked too quickly. Um, I, I don't know. I just feel like there this this season is just a introduction for other shows they could do, but also stringing us along until they finally get wherever they want to go instead of having interesting story progression. We did get a lot of information on the child, which was really cool. But aside from that, I see this as, oh, get a live action Ahsoka. Oh, get a really cool, like samurai style episode, which I thoroughly enjoyed that with a splash of Western in there too. And I, like I said, I love this episode, but for the overall season, I feel like this is only there to give us a live action, action Ahsoka. And it does nothing to move the character arc forward for the child and Mando per se dead silence dead silence okay okay John okay John what do you think and then I'll read Zach's comments Uh, well well, hold on I I, I have something special I have something special for John so you have not been on yet to discuss Mandalorian season two so first I want your opinion on the season so far then I want your opinion on the episode Uh, to make it fair to our audience yeah, no, I, I I'm enjoying season two more than more than season one, um, and I enjoy season one quite a bit. Um, I had I had made and I don't know if this has come true or not. Um, I had made sort of a I put together like a theory that the three seasons that we know we're going to get we're going to loosely follow the dynamics we got with the original trilogy. Meaning the oh. first season would be akin to A New Hope, second would be akin to Empire Strikes Back, and third would be Return of the Jedi. Um, and and I kind of feel like we've gotten that. Um, I really am enjoying what they're laying out in season two more so than than season one. And I feel like they've got their arms wrapped around the technology better. So the shows visually just look a lot better. So that's how I that's how I feel about season two at the moment. Okay, I I like it. I, 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 I like your theory. I see where 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 you're coming from with it. I, I agree with you. I think this may be laid out like Empire because. We do have that looming cloud of what Moth Gideon's up to. And of course, it will yeah. probably end with some downer. Who knows? But um, <laughs> as for the episode, this particular episode, The Jedi, which yeah. I don't think, if my opinion, 
I don't think it refers to Ahsoka. I just think it refers to the Jedi as a whole. But that's something we will put a pin in. John, your opinion on this episode. Yeah, I actually I actually kind of agree with you on that. Although I thought it was Sweet. odd that the Magistrate called her the Jedi and she didn't push back on it. But that's another discussion that we may or may not get to. Um, this was probably the one episode, like so many people, that I was most interested in, in seeing. Um, I've liked the Ahsoka character from the get-go. I understand the criticism that she got in those in the in the movie, you know, which was essentially just an arc of the Clone Wars early on. Um, but I but but then she never really bothered me all that much, and so um, I was really looking forward to seeing what they were going to do. And I think I was cautiously optimistic, like a lot of people, about how they were going to translate this character that we know so well from these two animated series uh, into live action. And um, the moment. And my wife felt the same way, and she's more critical than I am. The moment that that Ahsoka showed up on screen, played by Rosario Dawson, I, I was like, they nailed it. Um, and then the more you saw of her, um, I thought they did they did an amazing job. Um, I really enjoyed the episode. It's probably my second favorite, next to Redemption, the last episode of uh, of season one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt they did um, they did lay out uh, some some threads to pull on and the possibility of, of, of this Ahsoka show that we've been hearing for a while. And there was a rumor, I don't know, it was earlier in the year. It was a while back. There was a rumor going around that that's what Disney was going to do. They were going to set up this game of Thrones esque type storytelling, but not in one show. It would be on a bunch of shows. Mm -hmm. And the, what we're seeing with this season, it looks like that we're seeing, as you mentioned, that we're seeing the, um, those pieces fall in, fall into place. I don't have an issue. I like the fact that we're being introduced to these characters. I think Disney's doing a lot of fan, new fan building in bringing in some of these characters and trying to grab, you know, younger audiences, um, even though these are characters that we've seen before a lot of. But no, I loved I loved the um, the, the backstory on the child. Um, I love the fact that, you know, Mandalorian's got another piece to go and. And, uh, you know, and track down in the puzzle of, of what he's going to do with the child and the dynamic that Ahsoka set up with it. And, um, yeah, overall, it was, it's been it's probably my favorite episode of this season so far and my uh, my second favorite of all the uh, of all the Mandalorian episodes of season one and two. I cannot wait for Chris to read Zach's comments on this and it be his most hated episode. But I need to put a pin uh, once again in something to... Remind everyone that Russ Ryan has appeared on the podcast. A wizard is never late. He arrives precisely when he means to. Russ, how is it going? Hello, boyos. How y'all doing tonight? <laughs> we're doing good. We we were like, you know what? We'll just get into it. He'll appear when he needs to. So you have come in at the perfect time, sir. Thoughts on the episode? Go. Uh, my, my thoughts? Have to, oh, everything that John said. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, I really dug it. If, like you said, yeah, first time seeing Ahsoka, and I love that they just put it right, well, whatever, right on Front Street, whatever you want to say, that immediately when it starts, everyone's like, you think she's going to show up in, what, five seconds, ten seconds of yep. the episode, you kind of realize what's going on. And she's almost like a monster. Like, a, oh, they make her, like, da- dashing in, in the fog and the trees. The whole vibe in the setup is all really cool. I, I, I was not expecting it when they said they were going to meet her on a forest planet, that this is what we would see. Well, was a forest planet. It looks pretty devastated now. Yeah, cool vibes. They almost look a little dago biased at first before you realize that there's rolling hills and that, you know, this was probably once a real lush place. Yeah, well, an interesting detail is when they show it from space, it kind of looks like there's, like, frontiers of forest fires all over the place. Yeah. Like, there's, like, these lines of 
burning material here and there, but I guess you didn't really see any of that up close in the in the area they were in. So, Chris, do you? I okay. So as I said earlier, Zach was unable to be here for this record. He sent me his opinion. I merely took it and forwarded it to Chris because he is, as Zach has said, his stand-in. So, Chris, if you may. All right. Well, he, give us so give he, us some some Zach opinions. All right, Zach le- left a a bullet point list of notes as he would as anyone would as Zach would. It is the most Zach thing you could possibly do. Continue. Yep. All right, so let's go. Zach's thoughts on Chapter Thirteen: The Jedi. Brace yourself for the first for the first time. I am genuinely excited about this show. My God, oh, Grand Admiral on. Thrawn. <laughs> Grand Admiral Thrawn is all he says next. First time this show has felt like Star Wars proper and not just there to promote a lackluster streaming platform. <laughs> Strong words. All right. Grand Natural Throne again. Uh, Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka is great, despite her voice being a bit off and her movements being slow. Grogu, question mark, is finally feeling like a real character, not just a merchandising opportunity. Grand Admiral Throne again. <laughs> I feel Cowboy he's got hat something man. going. <laughs> Cowboy hat man gets it. Favreau is to blame for the show's overall blandness so far. Oh, boy. Oh, so he's taking issue with the fact that this is... A, is this the first one that Filoni actually wrote? Uh, let me I don't know that. if he wrote it. Uh, he did. I noticed it in the beginning that he... Yeah, I think it was the first wrote. one he wrote and directed. Okay. Yeah, the first non-Favreau written episode. Maybe gives it that different vibe. Yeah, uh, Dave Filoni also uh, wrote and directed The Gunslinger. Oh last boy! Season. <laughs> He's like, well, can I make up for last year, please? Yeah. So Zach continues. <laughs> Star Wars is at its best when it delves into mysticism and spirituality. The space western stuff is proving to be a path to nowhere. Okay. Uh, he, he, they kind of tried to mystify the Mandalorians a little bit, but then you learn that there's just like one little kind of whack coven of them, you know? Yeah, yeah. Michael Bean's final scene was fun, but he felt overall wasted. Does he mean wasted and used, or that he I literally seemed wasted? <laughs> like he did look a little out of it in the beginning. I was like, is that? I was like, one, is that Michael Bean? Two, is he okay? That was my thoughts. That was my thoughts too. And I, you know what I think it is? I think it's just being so long since I've seen him in anything. And Same I mean, I'm, I'm. I think I looked. I think he's been in stuff. I just haven't seen any of it. And so, like, I think you, when you see somebody age before you over years in t- television and film, it's not as jarring as when you haven't seen them for twenty years. Because I, like you, I wondered if that was him for a second. And there's there was something a little weird about the line delivery, but maybe that was on purpose. But uh, that was kind of my reaction to Russ. No, I no, I I tend to uh, I, I tend to agree. I'm a big Michael Bean fan. I mean, going back to The Abyss and Aliens and, and all the Terminator. James Cameron classics. Yeah. But he um he what he what's funny about him is that he always even when he was younger he had this look on his face like he needed to go to the bathroom, and now that, <laughs> now that he's older. It's more pronounced. Right. <laughs> right. Like he might have just gone to the bathroom at he this point, like the way you look at his face. Stiff. Just like I'm, I'm, I'm just okay. I've got some, yeah. So, and, but well, you know, I, the the weird thing for me was just he just doesn't even he doesn't even sound the same at all. 
Yeah, like that's oh. what was throwing me off. Like the voice, I don't recognize his voice at all. But any, anyways, like we can get more into that, Zach. But Zach, it seems like Zach was liking him, and he wanted more. He wanted him to have more to do. All right, and then Zach's next bullet point. We're getting there, guys. Zach's next bullet point is giant chameleon creatures. That is all. Opening pre-title sequence with Cloak Ahsoka picking off mercenaries, and then he just has Chef's kiss to that. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, like the emoji okay, yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. And then the Mandalorian Ahsoka fight. He, I assume he likes it as he expresses no further opinion than having a bullet point for it. And then Grand Admiral Thrawn a final time. With exclamation points. Yeah, five exclamation points. And then bring on the Ahsoka spinoff series. And that yeah. is all. That feels like kind of a setup for that here. In a good way. They're way yeah. man, as soon as that lightsaber uh hit that best call armor, I didn't know what to expect. I don't think we've ever seen anything like that. So So I I, I know I kind of ragged on this on, for the overall because I feel like this whole season is just them setting up other shows. But I really, really did enjoy the like I said, the um samurai movie aesthetics of this episode. Like it was so thoroughly in there and i i really enjoyed rosario dawson as a as an older ahsoka nothing against ashley ashley xd i just feel like i see what you did there what yeah you're just like the rest of the fan we're turning on ashley it's like well, this is the real ahsoka you're, you couldn't even make it in live action <laughs> here's the thing it's she's older i don't know why they chose to have the immortal um Bo Katan exists, and then Ahsoka actually ages this entire time. But I, I felt like it was a more grounded, more um, lived Ahsoka. Like she's the the whole like she's not a Jedi anymore. That's that's the other thing. I was like, why would she train him? She's not even acting like a Jedi anymore because she's not technically. She's, she's just she's... somebody who uses the Force and she's has not, lightsabers. She's not, but she's not hiding from the the term anymore. Like when it got thrown out there yeah. towards her, she's not saying, "I'm not a Jedi. Don't call me that." I used to be. A Jedi. She's not like caught up in that rhetoric that you had from her in the late Clone Wars and, and Rebels. Yeah, and Rebels. Yeah, I think a lot of people uh, expected that that's the way this was going to go. That she would be denied. Like I'm not the Jedi you're looking yeah. for. She's like, "Oh, you must be here about that guy. Let me tell you all about him." Yeah, well, I mean, my, like, my overall take on this episode is really more like Singer's first take before he started getting apologetic and, like, trying to recorrect course of that thinking, like, <laughs> commenting on, like, what was good about it. Like, honestly, like, it's really, it's fun. I enjoyed it. It does, I think what, re, what I don't know, I don't think we're going to really try and go through this chronologically, right? It's not, not the longest thing in the world. Everyone's seen it by now. I liked a lot of it. What I didn't like was the fact that Ahsoka was not interested in this kid. Hmm. That really seemed like that's what made this seem like just a, a serialized episode. Like what would the logical story progression here be for me? It's like, how is she so uninterested in what happens to this kid that I don't, I can't wrap my head around it. And then the answer is Ahsoka's only in this one episode and he's got to, we got to reset the board so we can have another wacky adventure next week. <laughs> And it's just like I don't I I can't believe that this character would be that uninterested in how this plays out. See, I, and okay. go ahead. 
Go ahead, oh, sir. No, go ahead and finish before I pop in. Oh, it's just, you know, that I think, I feel like the formula is, the formula of the show is forcing the narrative. You know what I mean? That That's kind of what bothers me. I feel like they can do whatever they want. So I guess their future planning, which probably involves an Ahsoka spinoff show, is what's stopping them from making her like a new uh, like secondary character on this show. But it feels kind of wrong that she's not, in my opinion. In the storytelling... Go, go, yeah. go ahead, John. Go ahead. Well, I just wanted to... Like, for me, I go the opposite on on why she did that. I, I see it... I, I, I absolutely think that... I, I think it's both. I think it's a product of what they want to do with the show. But for me, it fits in with what we've seen in the past of those types of decisions being made. So if you go back to when Qui-Gon first brings Anakin, you know, they don't want to train him. You know, he's too attached to his to his mother. And... Ahsoka goes through that with Anakin later on, seeing his eventual downfall. And even her herself being so attached to her master in Anakin and what that ends up doing at the end when she leaves the Jedi Order. So I saw it as a as a sort of direct extension of the what she would and how she would be feeling, plus the fact that she's got this other thing that she needs to do as well, which which I kind of injected into my my own canon of why she decided to lean more on caution and being concerned because she couldn't really take on a Padawan right now. She's got to go find, she's got to go find Thrawn. Yeah, that's kind of, that's, I mean, that's interesting. It's just sort of like, she doesn't seem like she sort of views the, the Jedi as a, as like, Oh, it's like she, she still looks at them as a positive force. You know what I mean? Like she's, she's not, she's not hiding from their, lifestyle or iconography or anything yeah. she's not so like i i don't know it's just surprising me she's sort of like and all, i i she, like not interested in sort of following up or like connecting her, him to another jedi and like do we think she knows about luke at this point she must right um that's a good question because i mean they have to know about each other somehow i i don't know there's the whole big mystery of what was she doing during the um during the war yeah, yeah, and I yeah, and I hope they come up with something to just explain why she's not give her a half decent reason to not be around because like, you know, it it you know she's it seems like a the version the the way Vader was operating or, or circa Return of the Jedi she could have probably dealt with him a lot easier than their prior exchanges you know what I mean like she would have been a pretty valuable asset for a while there and it just sort of seems like she's so integrally tied to. Anakin's character because of the media that's come out since the original trilogy it kind of feels weird to have her completely uninvolved in that if you're trying to view it as all canon right so like hopefully they come up with a good a good reason she's off doing something else yeah you gotta it it takes some a hell of some writing to get her uh justified existence during the original trilogy and I can see you putting her in the book. The book ends like they're doing, but uh, they might be better off just not explaining that for a little while. Right. Well, and also like, so the fact that does the fact that Ashley Eckstein voices Ahsoka in episode nine mean that she's definitely dead by then? Because, you know, it's like when you see Hayden's ghost in Return of the Jedi, it's like the younger version of him. I don't know. She's got to be. How old she would. Yeah. Well, 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 we don't know how long they live to her species. Yeah, but I think she would be like seventy or eighty if she was still alive. 
something like that. Because she's supposed to be like forty something in this. You sure? I figured she'd be older. I, 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 I'm just doing I saw my it math going right. around. I saw like forty or forty-five going around. Yeah, because she wasn't know. she like fourteen in the Clone War movie or True. something like that, and she really, really yeah. young. Yeah. So, so I guess she could still be alive, but it's Ashley Eckstein's voice. So, hope like that. That's the thing, right? Like the whole explaining where she is during the original trilogy, like, uh, and I mentioned this last episode. Like we all thought, in near when Clone Wars is wrapping up, where is she gonna go? Is she gonna die? What's gonna happen? How is, do you explain that she just disappears? Same thing happened with Rebels. We're like, we got to have an explanation for where she goes this whole time. And they haven't really given it, and yet she's sort of still alive. And it, I don't know, it just feels kind of weird to me. And I feel like the reason is just, it's a character people like, and she's marketable. So we're not going to get too specific with what's going on there. We're just going to keep putting her in stuff, and you yeah. guys are going to like it. Yeah, she's gonna flip around some lightsabers. There's gonna <laughs> yeah. be some mandos flying around. Yeah. Yeah, shut up, eat it. Yeah, so, I mean, go so ahead. I I think it's I think it's what you just said, but I think it's because they're they're holding off. Like by the time by the time we get to the end of Rebels, because that's when we have the big jump, right? So we you know Rebels ends pre A New Hope, and you know we get the we get the epilogue there, and with her and her and Sabine, um, and it's post Return of the Return of the Jedi. By this point in time, she's a she's an insanely popular character among among the fandom, you know, and Disney obviously knows this. Um, they've been very careful in handling her, uh, and I believe they did so. Yeah, this is more of a to, to me. This was a pilot for whatever Ahsoka live action show we're going to get. But my point is that there is a there is a treasure trove of stories that can be told parallel to the original trilogy, giving us what happened to Ahsoka during that time period, which also provides the opportunity for them to kind of do what they're doing in The Mandalorian, and that is she's off somewhere else in the galaxy while the Civil War is raging. That gives an opportunity for why isn't she going back? We can get skirmishes and pieces of the original trilogy from her perspective off in the distance. I think they're holding on to that time period because they're going to try to capitalize on it later on. So you're what what you're saying is do something like they did with the um with the new season of clone of yeah, Clone Wars, the final season yes, yes, where exactly. it's intricately tied into technically episode 3, but we're seeing other sides of a story. Um yes. for example, I did read the Ahsoka novel and there's flashbacks to the events that take place during that, but they change them, of course, because it makes more sense with the story they're now telling. So them continuously retconning everything is always fun. But no, I, I like the idea of have her be there, but have it be like, I I just don't, she can't be a major influence in the galaxy and everything. Because that would be really obvious of, hey, there's another Jedi roaming around or another then again, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm also, I know that this is really jumping super far, like a lemur-style leap from one tree to another of us jumping ahead way too fast, but what other Jedi is he going to come in contact with? Uh, the uh, the guy from the video game. No, yeah. or Ezra. Cal Kestis? I don't I really yeah, know. Yeah, Cal Kestis. Uh, I, I've, he is, con he is kind of on standby Andor? out there. No. Yeah, like he's sort of like, they did put him on ice, like, We'll find something else for him to do later. So maybe maybe that is it. 
I, or as boy, I mean, what a thought that would be though. Like really, if that it was the big thing, and then he's like, "I'm here." People are like, "Who the hell is that?" <laughs> like, oh, the guy. From the you gotta video play game. a video game now. Get caught up. But what if it's the whole like he might have some darkness in him, so he actually contacts Palpatine somehow through the Force because. Maybe it's not uh, just Jedi he can come in contact I, with. Ooh. I don't. Palpatine doesn't exist yet. I think we can all like sort of be on the same page no, he's, there, right? He's floating around doing stuff. Literally, is floating he around. And... I, I, you know what? I was forced to read that god dang okay. adaptation of the movie, so I can, I think, safely say, yes, he technically is doing something in a vat somewhere, of some cloned or something or something or another. Or, I don't know. Alright, so like, alright, I guess it should have taken quite a while to put together that Exegol fleet, I guess, if we're going to still pretend that happened. And we're just going to also pretend that Luke just is not involved in this whatsoever, or is that going to be the big reveal, is some de-aged Mark Hamill showing up on the scene going, sup? Well... You know, but I, you know what this really, what re, this really got me thinking was that would got, blow my mind right there. You would have well, me hook, line, and sinker, best thing ever. Maybe, but then it's sort of like what? Then we got to find out what happened to Baby Yoda after the after uh, Ben wrecked Luke's little temple. Right, he's got to uh, go it's, somewhere it's, else. It's Grogu. You you have to. You can't say Baby Yoda anymore. And uh, Russ, you, you know have what? to change your your show's um, name now. For legal reasons. Oh, I already changed the uh, Twitter at Grogu Pod. Go follow at Grogu Pod. Good, good, <laughs> good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you are keeping on the razor's edge of um the razor's We're crest. Ready. We're ready for this. And you know, of... like that 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 name was clearly a success because none of us are making fun of it like substantially. And that's a gamble name giving him a name after all this time because it's like it could be really polarizing if they screwed it up, right? Yeah, they're going to call like, him Skippy and people yeah. are like, "Come on, he was already cute enough." You know. <laughs> like they kind of they I guess they did a good job cuz no one's talking about it being terrible as far as I've noticed yet. I the and only we'll see if it sticks though. Will it will it stick? I mean, I guess with the hardcores it has, but he's so well known just in, you know, consciousness of the internet and stuff is just baby Yoda. Right, oh, but they'll, what... they'll be plastering so much of it on. All, I mean, this will it'll be on the merchandise, you know, moving forward. And that's the only stick. That's the but, only negative thing I heard is that doesn't sound like something that's going to sell a toy is going to be seeing. Oh, I want the new Grogu toy. Oh, look at little Grogu. Well, well, luckily they've already sold all of those mostly. Well, yeah, so it's I, fine. I actually. But, um... Just unpackaged my giant, like, life-size, well, technically life-size, but Grogu pop figure right downstairs, so that's sitting there now, and it, it's got a bobblehead. Well, you know, you probably shouldn't have done that, because they're going to reissue the same one, but saying Grogu, and then, like, that's going to be, like, the first edition. <laughs> ah. So, like, yeah, but you opened it already. I'm, I'm, fine. I'm fine with the life choices I've made. Yeah, no, that's... that's Staring all at yep. a prototype Boba Fett helmet. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good piece, too. But what I, what I was trying to get to is, like, when, when we... So Ahsoka sort of unpacks his life history as being born in the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. So quick pause. Obviously, he's the offspring of Yoda and Yaddle. Like who? I, I've, not gonna, I've heard this joke already. Thank they're you. Never, but they're not. Yeah, but they're not. But this really, like, this really sealed the deal because it's like it's episode one time, the only time we ever see Yaddle. And uh, is this the official the only, theory of Knights of Vader? I mean, 
No, well, it's just they're never going to acknowledge it because they don't like talking about that kind of stuff. That's why Palpatine's never actually like had a wife to have a son. It was another clone. Like they're just like, oh, we're not talking about that. It's a clone. They're never going to address it. Same but, with Anakin's birth. Yeah, yeah. It's always it's, been very vague as well. Exactly. They're never going to address it, but clearly that's what's going on here. Next point is just that. So if he was quote unquote being trained through the entire prequels and right up till the birth of the empire, it really puts in perspective the fact that like, like mentally he's got a lot going on, but like for whatever reason, the species just takes a couple hundred years to like figure out how to speak. <laughs> so I don't, and, and so not a priority. So, yeah. But if you look at, if you look at it as like, so that puts us time wise 30 years roughly earlier than Mandalorian, right? So they're teaching him 30 years earlier when he was like 20 years old. He was advanced enough to like actually take Jedi lessons, even though he couldn't talk. So that means that basically we could jump ahead beyond the rise of Skywalker and like he's not much more advanced than we're seeing him now. Oh, he can think of all the sidekick adventures that they might potentially put him in. Like, because they're still making Clone Wars, aren't they? Making the little X Force team, the nerd team. Um, right. Um, he could bad be bad in batch. that bad batch. The bad batch. They've they've put it up now that we know that he stayed at the Jedi Temple. He had multiple masters, and he's around. So he is essentially right. just written into that right. time period, big time. And just like they edited out the green shirt crew member. That Boo. happened yesterday, I think. Just like they edited that out, they're going to edit in Grogu to previous Clone Wars episodes just standing in the background here or there. That's <laughs> the, retcon him right in the background. Just like that. To, and, his, and... to his training really quick, she said in the episode <clears throat> that he had, you know, after somebody had taken him and hidden him away, she said that his memory went black. But then she also said that he's been hiding all of his powers so that people wouldn't key in on him. So I think he's a lot more powerful than what he's shown. I mean, she basically said that he's been hiding the majority of what he can do to not bring attention to himself. Um, so I think that that was a part of why we had the little you know, training montage. And more specifically, Ahsoka wanted to see how strong that connection was between the two of them, again, going back to her decision as to why she didn't want to train him. But I imagine now that, because to me, he's really, I mean, he's really established now. He was a character before, but now he's got a name. Now we've got a background and he has a quest. So suddenly Grogu now, in for me, takes on this entirely different sort of persona where he wasn't helpless before, but he was still very much reliant on the Mandalorian. Now, that we've been given all this information about him, I'm looking at looking at him, going, "All right, you are, you are a way more sentient being than than I was feeling before, because now he's a sort of a fully fleshed out character." I can say that, and and he's been surviving for a long time, and like who like who knows, sort of like we see this gang of Jabba goon type people with in possession of him early on, but he, maybe he was just bouncing around like that, being bought and sold for. 30 years or something whatever yeah, it is of, 20 so years. this was this is post empire is with those guys i almost got the feeling that they're like he you know that when they talk about a dark period i'm like well he did survive during the entire run of the empire that he might have been in contact with vader or palpatine at some point and by the way this guy this kid is a baby and the entire run of the empire was less than half of his life my new little green friend <laughs> 
and also once again i bring up the whole point of someone how how does everyone forget that jedi and everything like that existed but anyways that's neither here nor there um no i mean Dark i cloning I, secrets of Sith only especially when they're still running around attacking uh magistrates and stuff you know <laughs> that it's literally that's one thing that i found strange about this was like how many characters from the sort of clone wars and rebel era are just still out there Kicking doing around. all right like and so this uh the the um magistrate of the village here like this isn't she's not shown in the clone wars right like this isn't this isn't a character we already know right i don't think so no they tried to there there is one race that the uh, Mandalorians, I think, were attacking when they when in like Bo-Katan's first episode that kind of looked similar to her. I'm not sure what they were called. Right, I, I guess. I don't think. I, I think this is just some backstory. We can. It, we 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 all know what Filoni does. He sets up little things that he can pick right. up later in other series, or or but he's I, constantly I feel... putting wolves and everything, which I am. Beyond amazed, there was no wolves in this episode. One the owl, owl, right? Yeah. You get the owl. You you yeah. did get the owl and 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 the cat, but no wolves. I was shocked. I was I I would have put money on it, but yeah, can continue. So what? We're on the spectrum of owls to wolves. Where do chameleon brontosauruses rank? Wait, so so are we saying that those were actually wolves in disguise? Wolves in chameleon I'm, clothing? I don't know. I, I, I feel like I liked them more until we got the close up of where it's just literally a chameleon's head on there. Like I went in the the silhouette with that opening shot where he comes off the ship and there's just three of them back there like making crazy noises. Like that was awesome. Yeah, it's it's cool. Yeah. It's this it's this weird Star yeah. Wars thing that you very don't understand, but don't worry, there'll be some awesome backstory on them later from fans looking them up and doing all this stuff with them until they're retconned into something else. Dead silence again. Love it. Space oh, whales. <laughs> so we got HKs. Is this the first time, like, live action? Did, were HKs even a part of the Clone Wars at all? I don't remember uh, being in that at all. Okay, yeah, so that's great. What's super awesome about the HKs is also, I think it mentions the model number, like, 83 or something. Like, it says it's 80-something. HK 80-something. And the one from Knights of the Old Republic is 47, 47. right? So in 3,000 years, they got from 47 <laughs> to 87. That's It's real. Maybe one model every 100 years. That's all you guys are getting. This is not an iPhone. So it's did, a, li- a reliable model. So did you catch what they were speaking, though? No. Hatties. Oh, were they speaking Hatties? They That's were cool. speaking Hatties to each other, which leads me to think that they were something that they got from the Huts. Yeah, it sounded a bit, a bit like the door, the ball doorman yeah. from a chapter, the first season and Return of the Jedi. He sounded a lot like that. Yep. So they there's also, my fun just, fact. They have the, the uh, Thrawn's fleet insignia on their on their helmets. Those were um, really those were original. Yes. Ralph McQuarrie designed back from the original trilogy. Um, HK's too. Those weren't. Uh, I, I, in one of the art books I have, it shows him in there. He'd done those. He'd done that exact design way, way, way back in the eighties. It's pretty cool. Right. That they did look a lot like. Um, it's that was I think that was one of those designs that they were trying to work in, uh, like in the the twilight of the Kenner Star Wars action figure era. There was maybe a concept shot of of uh, one of those guys used, and I think they were calling them Clone Warriors or something in that. Extension of the toy line in '86, they were pitching some new figures to Kenner based on like some concept art 
never happened. But uh, I, I now that you mention it, that one of those drawings looks very much like these guys. Oh wow, you mean that that power of the force line? I was somehow thinking. Yeah, I was thinking. Yeah, of course, in the '90s they would have shoved something like this in there. But that early, that's interesting. Clone Warriors, that's great. Yeah, like they were trying to sort of explain what the Clone Wars were way before Lucas really decided what the Clone Wars were. The toy company get, took a crack at it, and it was thoroughly denied. Yeah. <laughs> This is ridiculous. It's never even been on screen. No kid. You put it in the cartoon at least. No. Sorry, yeah, Lucas I'm, I'm was trying like... to find this insignia <laughs> thing real quick. Yeah, that's a that's a great catch, John. I, did, I had no idea. I I didn't notice that. At I all, had this. But... Yeah, I did see someone. I know someone with a better eye. We had posted a picture of it pretty up close, and you can see. Yeah, it definitely is the uh, is the insignia. I like that whole little area where where she was, and it was like very like Nobubian Once you got in there, like it, I, I just had like it was like sticking Naboo on, in like the middle of like a burnt down forest. The, I, her little I, inner her inner sanctum with all the well, water. It's it really neat. It's funny too because I'm 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 genuinely curious, and I could be completely wrong, but I'm genuinely curious where they filmed it because watching it again before we started recording, there's a shot when the Mando first comes in and the doors close behind him and she's got what looks like the koi pond. If you if you look off in the background on the right, it looks like a legitimate straight up like Olympic pool generator. <laughs> yes, against the back wall. I noticed that too. I was like, "Oh, they have plumbing and stuff in here." Yeah, <laughs> and, actually, yeah. and and they're set, but I was like, "That looks like where I used to go swim when I lived in Arizona." That's really good. Okay. And the water had like dirt and sticks in it. Like it looked real. So yeah. like the like I think that one part was on location at least. But uh, I don't know about you guys, but like some some scenes in this felt really like really strongly like they're filming it on the volume. Like, I don't know, especially like the sort of front gate stuff seemed like yeah. real green screen to me, like flat plane that Ahsoka's standing on and the, this wall and this perspective like that, like that front gate seemed really phony to me. I don't know about you guys, but something about it was triggering me that this is like not real. I hate the fact that I know about the volume. <laughs> it drives me, it drives me nuts. It's probably not that, that different from green screen, but and I don't like doing it, but I can't help but watch it and try to figure out where the live set stops and the screen begins. And it's one of those few times where I'm like, man, I really wish I didn't know about that because I hate my mind going to those places. But it had um, it reminded me a lot of the, the reshoots that were done for Solo, especially in the yes. beginning, you know, on this, the, this sort of clouded planet where you can't really get any any good definition on anything too. I wasn't necessarily a complaint on this. I dug the vibe, but it had that kind of feeling feeling for me when I was watching, especially yeah, the scenes when she was in the forest by herself. Right. But it's it's like the volume almost lends itself to a specific style of planet and like exterior shot. You know what I mean? Like the open yeah. like you see when the the opening sequence of the first chapter, it's just like a lot of very like it's cool that they can they can do a lot with the like the reflections and the light interacting with his armor because it's physically there but you it almost feels like there's a lot of these really wide open flat planes and it almost feels like they're keeping the camera lower to the ground at times because that sort of helps with the perspective of like sort of faking a horizon i i, I don't know i feel like there's been a lot of sort of things that sort of tip their hand and i mean Part of it's because they gave us eight episodes of Disney Gallery, like, and there's some there's something nice about like actually having that bonus material. It's sort of in line with the tradition of Star Wars to do that, but 
it's so it's almost it feels really close to the time this is in production because they're still using everything we saw in that first season of Disney gallery on this season. And it's almost like we know too much. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. completely well, reuse that door again. Yeah. Oh, there's that same, that same archway from force awakens. <laughs> well, you will notice, I know it's a McQuarrie thing, but you notice the archways are becoming just, a, a, I know it's more of too. a star Wars staple in the Disney yeah. era. And that's like a, ta- that's like a Tatooine. And I don't know if that was a McQuarrie that was, like contemporary with the original trilogy or if it was because a lot of the Macquarie stuff that they're recycling was done for that uh, 95 or 96 book that illustrated Star Wars universe where he like really he I think he made a ton of new stuff for that book and I think you, you I mean you could get that for a lot cheaper than you can get that new two-part gigantic Macquarie portfolio book but I regret not buying that when it was at retail I think it, maybe it still is but it's like 300 bucks or something like that no you're gonna <laughs> but, uh, see it all on film and, yeah at some point yeah but it, I, th- I think that i feel like that might have been a, like a ni- mid 90s drawing the archway you're talking about but i'm not 100 percent on they that. love that thing it gets a lot of use i mean it's becoming you know very star wars specific yeah it's a gong now but yeah. all right that was pretty cool and i guess yeah. i like the goons here i know they they looked weird, like almost Nazi stormtrooper with their weird black leather and that and that that breathing apparatus thing. But cool looking villains. I mean, very yeah. Star Warsy, but I don't feel like we've seen that guy before. I don't think we've seen these these outfits and everything um, before. Sorry, I'm I'm like going to clips from the episode and did, real quick. And did you? And did either? Did you guys think like I don't know if it was those guards or if it was the droids, but like one of them sounded a lot like two tubes from rogue one like the voice was like really similar to that little two tubes yeah i got vibes of um of bosch of princess leia in the um in the helmet oh yeah i guess that's hutties too i guess right was it okay maybe that's what i was keying well i mean no i well i'm pretty sure it is because i don't think there was much other than that especially by return of the jedi so this um real quick this popped up on twitter and I know that this was one thing that I was this was my guess that I was curious about. Um, so I thought that I thought Rosario Dawson did an amazing job playing Ahsoka. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know if go back to that or not. But the one thing that stuck out was her her headpiece, um, the the leku, I guess they're called. Yes. Apparently, and this was my guess. The concept designer um, was on Twitter answering questions and said they shortened them uh, to fit rosario dawson better and especially because of it being live action and her movement they couldn't be as long as they were in the cartoon so i know a lot of people were and i was too i was wondering because they were they're definitely shorter than what we're used to to seeing and in the flashback episode in the mortis arc um when you see a really old clone wars ahsoka they were super long um but yeah it looks like it was just for practical purposes for doing the the saber, you know, wielding and all that, they had to make those. They had to make those shorter. Well, they look, glad. Go ahead. What'd you think of the look overall? Because I, I know I was kind of staring at them. They did make them look, I guess, fleshy enough. I don't know. That's one of those things I was like, I don't know. I know we've seen it on. I mean, barely in in uh, Revenge of the Sith. Don't we see Shakti is is a member of the same same alien species, right? Yes. Well, that's just deleted scenes then. So yeah, it's hard well, to judge seeing these on screen. First of all, pour one, pour one out for Shakti. Actually, pour three out for Shakti. I was going to say, how many do we have to pour out for Shakti? Yeah. <laughs> I've killed yeah. her in like five different video games. Too, yeah. So I don't yep. Know. Yep. 
two um, a deleted scene uh off screen death and <laughs> video animated. game death yeah so uh, there you go force unleashed yep yeah. um yeah, don't so you throw the... in a giant sarlacc or something at one yeah point? yeah, but... yeah, you, yeah so... that was a fun level you you electrocute <laughs> With force lightning and then toss her into a sarlacc, if I remember correctly. Yeah, great, ridiculously like out there costume too. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, but um, like she's got but, her uh, leku tied like weirdly, like in like a ponytail somehow. Yeah, you know thing. the Jedi Order, like they really felt very liberated after the Order was destroyed. I guess I don't know something was different going on there. With a lot her, of straps, her, her, her straps everywhere. Yeah. yeah, but uh, but so like so. I, I'm glad the costume designer was on Twitter sort of dealing with idiots who were complaining about her Leku being too short. Because it's like, I'm glad they said the obvious reason that anyone who knows anything about film would probably come to, which is that if she has something a meter long dangling off her head, it's going to be hard to do action sequences and they're right. going to look weird. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Jabba's tail on both sides yeah. of her body or something. Well, exactly. And well, they're just redesigning it. We haven't seen her in live action before. And if you really need to bend over backwards to make an in-universe explanation. It's not the hardest thing to do. You just say they mold. They get shorter as they she gets older. Or they yeah, or exactly. they mold and they can just like um to to make a comic book reference like Hellboy, it's pointed out that he like um like sands down his horns so they don't grow. Maybe like her species if they're more active like cut them down or do something to where they don't grow as long. Maybe she just washed it in whatever the environment of this planet is. It makes it frizz up, and it just tightens up. And it could be anything. There you go. I like, Perfect. I like she's a gr- she's a grower, not a okay. Stop. So if, she, if she's if she's scared or she's got a battle, they get shorter. But if she's <laughs> relaxed, they get longer. There you go. There you go. Dank Farrakhan. So can't so do this. on that subject, what do you guys sort of make of this whole like? There's so much nonsense going on on like social media about like the whole Ashley Eckstein versus okay. Rosario Dawson thing. I okay. like there's 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 one Ugh. side of it. There's one side of it that I'm not even gonna get into. That's just like complete nonsense. Okay, one and then thing. There's just before we get yeah. into that, I do want to say I feel like them being shorter made it feel more realistic and more yeah. like. I, I just feel like like if they had made I, it bigger, like made them bigger like they were in the shows, yeah. it would have looked ridiculous. And I would have been staring at them the whole time going, this looks silly. Or if they I, digitally was, put them in, it would have even been worse. So I'm just happy it looked it, it looked fine. I was just wondering if they were going to move. So I was like watching for them to like do stuff. They don't really move time. or do anything in the... Um, yeah. in anything else. And I know in the books, right. it, it mention, she mentions them as like pulling them back or something. I think she actually does mention that they molt. Huh. Those things seem painful to have. I'm glad to stick with my human head. Okay, but we all think that, like, it's fine, and Rosario Dawson did a pretty good job, yeah, right? Like, she did. I, yeah, as yeah. an older... Oh, she's the true Ahsoka. I don't know what, if that Ashley Eckstein girl needs to just... <laughs> hot takes, hot off. takes. And, 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 you know, it's so funny. They're, like, they responded... It's almost like the... It's like this, you know how Mick, you know, um, on South Park, how Disney is run by like a cartoon Mickey and he's like all angry and like yells yeah. at everyone. It's <laughs> yeah. like that version of Mickey told Ashley Axine and Rosario Dawson to have a, a, a public conversation on Twitter, just thanking each other for being part of the wonderful team Ahsoka. And like, Ooh. it seems they did that like today or yesterday and it seemed so forced and called from the boss just said, I see all this crap going on online. 
just say hi to each other and say you both did a great job right now. <laughs> it's just, yeah. My, my, my thought, there was actually, I don't know if it's the same thing you were talking about, but I know she put out a, a lengthy statement. Um, that, was, that was a while back, though, right? Like, that was when the casting rumors were going around. Oh, was that Ashley. when that was put well, out? Okay. I, okay. I know she, uh, well, I know Ashley said something when all the rumors oh, were no, first circling. This, this was new. I remember because I read it when I did my show today. She said now that she's been introduced. So this was a new statement that she put out. Okay. Um, right. And it was fine. It was fairly benign. It was just like, you know, uh, she wants to see the character be around and she was pleased at all the fans. She didn't mention Rosario Dawson by name or, or or anything specific. It seemed, it felt a little forced, but my quick take on this is I'm really tired of this. I, I wish the fandom would be a little bit more intellectually honest about stuff and be sort of less going down this road of entitlement, you know? Like, for a good example, Mark Hamill in that Director and the Jedi for The Last Jedi documentary you know, he was very vocal about how he fundamentally disagreed with things that Ryan Johnson did. Um, but then he was also very keen to go, but you know what? I, I you know, I, that's, it's his job to direct me. I'm just reading what's in front of me. You know, I'm just given this, this role. Um, you know, he didn't take this ownership of it. And I don't think Ashley Eckstein has either, but, you know, you'd have, and, and Chris, I think you mentioned it. You know, if you follow TV or movies or just content creation at all, you know, there are very these are very big decisions that need to be made. And if they're looking at Ahsoka Tano as being this long term character for live action, potentially movies, I'm sorry, you can't use a person like Ashley Eckstein. It's just not going to work. She doesn't have the acting chops on that front. And that's no dig on her. She does her voice spectacularly. I'm sure that she is a decent enough actress. But Rosario Dawson is a you know, has been around for a long time is a very well-known, well-respected, you know, actress. And if they're looking long-term, they can't just go, well, Ashley did the voice, so she should play the live action. No, you've got to make decisions that are best to grow the franchise and introducing the fans who may not be familiar with Ahsoka to the live action version for the first time is crucial to get right. And I would have been shocked if they had gone with Ashley Eckstein. And I probably would have said that it was the wrong move, um, unless she blew us away, but I just don't think that she would have the chops for that. Okay, a couple yeah. things real quick. I you, uh, No, no. I've got to okay. say, John, I am offended that you would go after Ashley Eckstein, star of Nickelodeon's Guts, as herself, Ashley the Face, her um, acting debut, by the way. Yeah, I, so I, I just saw, wait, hold 94. on, Twitter, just now, just now Ashley Eckstein put hashtag not my Ahsoka. She's trying to get <laughs> Oh, God, no. Man. It's yeah. getting dirty. Okay, no, so let's let's the two things we got to appreciate. A, John Justice had just provided evidence that he listens to the show when he's not on it. So like everyone, give him a round of applause for that. That's great. And secondly, what what I basically said was, I think what what he gave a very like in depth entertainment industry perspective on what I said on the previous episode, which was I think the way I phrased it was, it's called having a casting director. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Much other than that. But uh, John explained it a lot better right there. So that was great. <laughs> well, no, I mean, he has to listen to the episodes to make sure that I'm doing the promotion I'm supposed to do for him. Because um, John Justice, author of the Embark series, and check out his upcoming book, um, 
Oh my gosh, I blanked on it. John, go ahead. I'm sorry. Misfortune due sometime before Christmas. I, I I was like, it's the it's asteroid something. I could not remember what the what the end part was. So I'm like, I'm gonna mess it up and be embarrassed. I owe you five bucks back for your promotion this week. Sorry. Is this we go back to Shillzinger yes. again? This is like every week <laughs> now. Every week is always Shillzinger. What don't you people understand? I'm just here for the money. Anyways, um, you, what what else I'm here for is a good night's sleep, and you can do that with your um. Oh my gosh, I can't think of any of the ads now. Uh, Patreon.com slash Unbelievers Podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yes, I think, was, I think you got to read the Blue Chew ad. I think that's the one last one you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blue Chew. Chew it. Yeah, I can't remember the mattress company's name. Either, Casper. So. Oh, yeah. There, well, there we go. Casper. Casper. Yeah. Um, for for good night's sleep, check out Casper mattresses. Apparently, I've not been sleeping on one because I can't remember what. The ad is so um use code um I watch I, I listen to nights at checkout. It's a long one, but it will get you a discount. I mean yep. you could try it, sure. <laughs> <sighs> Please someone else Strange talk. <laughs> things have happened. Um it, wait, is is that very trending on Twitter or did you just say that for the fun of it? Yeah, I just was messing around. Oh, okay. Um, I was like, I for real? Thing, um does does Michael Bean have any connection to Alien Three, Chris? Before we oh god, dang it! Oh man, so Thank Michael Bean cloned in there or anything? Michael any Bean's Michael Bean has a great connection to Alien Three, where um, I believe so. As you all remember from watching Alien Three, one of the best movies in the franchise, you'll remember that Michael Bean's character was killed off screen. Basically, the pod, the escape pod from the Sulaco crashes. And uh, he's sort of killed in some fire or something. His pod burns up. So they did a body cast of Michael Bean during Aliens. So that and and without his permission, they used that to make a dummy of his dead body for Alien Three. And he found what? out about that. He found out about that, <laughs> and like and engaged Fox in a little bit of legal trouble. And if I'm not mistaken, he was actually paid more for his non-appearance in Alien Three than he was for Aliens. I can All back right. that up. That's a hundred percent true. That's amazing. What did they do the same for Newt? No, I'm Newt not. Did, Newt not didn't sure. even. She was. That was a blur. Like well, the, I you you know what I I don't know. You almost see her a little better because they do perform an autopsy on her. But uh, yeah, those but, cuts are so quick though. Yeah, it's it's a tough call. But there's not as there's not the fun legal story of him of her being no. paid more than she was for Aliens. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like Back to the Future one and two with uh, Crispin Glover. It's amazing. Yeah, that was weird when I was told that Crispin Glover was not in Back to the Future 2. <laughs> no, I, it fooled me for a long time until yeah. the internet came around and told me my business about it. Right. This Alien 3 moment has been brought to you by Chris, who thinks that Alien 3 is good. And sign up for uh, this week's Alien 3 loot box. He's been sending out just great <laughs> little... It, he writes down little tidbits about uh, Alien 3 in a box that you get to open them. Quiz your family. And if you want to see more from what Wrigley Scott's up to, watch uh, HBO Max's Raised by Wolves. And if you don't have an HBO Max subscription, make sure to use code Zygnus at checkout. Or use you... code Filoni. I code Filoni for wolves is my thing. I'm trying. Hashtag cowboy hat. <laughs> Hashtag we are shells. Um, so, I, I mean, like I said, this was a great episode. I think the live action, Ahsoka, perfectly fine. I have no complaints here. I, I think it's perfectly great i do think yes casting directors do matter apparently um is ashley Eckstein a good ahsoka in voiceover no. and everything yes i'll give it to her i'm trying to think of another instance of this because i swear there is one 
of somebody that does like did like the voice of the character, but then there's oh, yeah. the live okay, action. Okay, so you've got you've got the guy who did Garfield's voice, and then Bill Murray did the voice in the movie. But okay, movie also, shouldn't have been made to begin with. So there's that. But, so so let's put that to bed real quick. But also, that guy was getting uh, kind of was getting his comeuppance because he did the voice of Bill Murray in the Ghostbusters cartoon based off of the Ghostbusters movie. So he was Venkman and Garfield, but then Venkman came back and stole his character, Garfield, from him for the movie. Whoa. Whoa. There you go. I just want the dead silence after that, because that was a yeah, deep cut. Yeah, let me sit in it. Um, <laughs> Let's face it, Alien 3 is slightly more interesting oh than Garfield. Thank Farrick. Um, <laughs> a Tale of Two Kitties? You serious? You know, when when I started this record today, I never thought I'd have to sit here and listen to a Garfield conversation. Live action! Are you recording this? I'm staying out of the Garfield <laughs> conversation. As everyone should. Uh, I hate Mondays. Um, John, John, I'm tired of your crap about the uh, Bill Murray Garfield movies not being canon, okay? You need to lay it off. <laughs> I thought you were talking to uh, John Garfield's dad or whatever for a second. <laughs> like, I, I think they're owners, like... but... Um, but that's a, I guess, a different thing. Um, I, 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 my thing is, what I, I don't know where they're gonna go. How many episodes do we have left, by the way, of this season? Because I'm like, are, okay, so are the last two episodes gonna be some connected like big thing where, of course, Gideon catches up with them or everyone joins back up and everything? Basically, to... basically, they'll be in a bar and there's gonna be like twenty dark troopers outside of shooting at the bar window. And then they're going to climb in the sewer. Man. It's going to be Carl Weathers, uh, Cynthia Dune, uh, Ahsoka Tano, Bo-Katan, Boba Fett. Uh, everyone we've met this year. All our, our friends. And Frogman. Oh, no, really no, no. Did... You, you, you forgot Dreamy Mick, uh, Sheriff Pants, too. Sorry, yeah, Dreamy no, Mick, Marshall Pants. Will be there. It'll be him instead of Boba Fett. That, you know, that's one of the things. It sort of underlined this episode for me is like they really are dropping so many threads. And I don't know how we feel about the the validity of these Boba Fett miniseries rumors. No, yeah, but I'm fifty. I'm fifty fifty on them. I think the the Ahsoka is more likely. Yeah, right. Well, define miniseries: three episodes, a episode. I think they said six, and it would be like similar to the Obi Wan series. Yeah, yeah it's like roots. <laughs> That's the rumors. They still have the story. They still have the story of the movie that never got made. So you know, there's a whole. There's a whole, conceivably, at least treatment or script sitting out there. I don't know when, I don't remember when that time frame was supposed to be for that, but. So they still have hope. They still, I mean, I bet they have a bunch of production work, a whole bunch of they, stuff. Yeah, they that. probably but, but, pick that script up and they go, you guys stole every action scene for the Mandalorian from this, the bar and, thing, <laughs> the Glamorians well, fighting, all I heard the, the sets. I heard the prison break episode was like. I don't like it's so hard to tell yeah, what much of this yeah. is true, but I heard the prison break episode was like right from the Boba Fett movie that was never made. I, I'm like, I'm oh, just... dang it. We even had Cl- Clancy Brown penciled in there as the devil. Okay, here's my thing with that Is anyone here interested in a Boba Fett mi- miniseries? Like, after we've had everything with Mandalorian, sure. I'm tired of sitting here wondering about how that dude crawled out of the Sarlacc and all the you've just canon described not canon things, everything. But yeah, well, let's you just describe the entire episode. What is it, six episodes of him trying to climb out of the Sarlacc? No, you just know what? One, and then he goes on his own thing and he gets a sniper with him. I was interested till, till we all found out that 
six years after he crawled out of the Sarlacc, he has moved like two kilometers. <laughs> See, that's that's why I am interested. I'm only interested because of what they've introduced in the Mandalorian. So I only want to know, all right, why haven't you gone after the armor? Why are you seemingly interested in the armor now? And what have you been up to? Because he knows now, he's a fake Mandalorian. And he <laughs> knows that he is no match for a true Mandalorian. Hey, if it was six episodes, you know we're all well, at least watching all six episodes. Well, because yeah. I am contractually, yeah. contractually obligated by Zach to do it. And also by um, by Quip. Um, it brushes your teeth. <laughs> so here, real quick, before we... Because then, then I have to go. Um, so here's my... Uh, keeping with my theory of the three um, series seasons matching the original trilogy i think that this season is going to end on a cliffhanger um i think the cliffhanger is going to be that uh grogu is going to get kidnapped probably or taken by moff gideon um but not either before or right after whomever the jedi is that he reaches out to when the mandalorian inevitably gets to the planet that ahsoka said that's going to be the tease so if it's Luke, um, maybe it was Ahsoka setting up to try to find Ezra. Maybe it's Cal Kestis. I think that's going to be the big stinger to cushion the blow that we have to wait a year to find out what happens to Grogu because he's going to get taken by Moff Gideon. I think it's going to be Gale and Merrick, but I mean, I can keep hoping on next. It's never going to happen. Um, I, I, I like it. I, I do think this will end on a cliffhanger. I do agree with you. I I love your theory of that this this these three seasons are just cinematically just the original trilogy. I, I there is no evidence to disprove that yet, and I love it. Thank you so much, John, for introducing me to this idea because I am on board. Um <laughs> So this means at the end of this we're gonna get an I am your father force ghost moment at that temple? Oh no, someone's got their hand cut off. Okay, Grogu loses a hand, but uh, Force <laughs> Ghost Yoda is there. Oh my gosh, oh my god, Force Ghost Yoda tells him I'm your father. There you go. <laughs> you heard it here first. You heard it here first on, um, <laughs> on, uh, and, and also be the first to get your butcher box. Uh, use code Knights at checkout. Uh, Chris, your, 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 your thoughts on this. All right, so a yeah, Yoda is his father. No, but no, I meant your thoughts on on ButcherBox. Like, tell us um, how great ButcherBox is. You know, after three months, I've really been enjoying it. I think after they stop sponsoring us, I'm gonna cancel my subscription. But good, I've been enjoying the two months that we've got so far. But, I've been hoarding but, mine. I don't know. I'm kind of worried about the world. <laughs> I'll let you know after the apocalypse. Yeah, it's filling up the freezers and the bomb shelter, right? But uh. But so Yoda's his dad. They're not gonna ever say it, but Yoda's his dad, and they gave him an exemption for not for not the rule of not having a family because they realized that there was only two members left of their species. All right. So <laughs> other than that, um, uh, I it was fun, but like Zinger's early comments really distilled my opinion on this. It seems kind of forced that she didn't take a greater role in the series at this point. It seems like she shouldn't be a one and done episode kind of thing. And I suppose they're probably working on a series for her, whether that's like a really short six episode thing or something more open ended. You could it's hard to say, but it seems too obvious the formula dictating the narrative here for me. 
Um, well, this but is our was, pilot in essence. This was the pilot of anything yeah. Ahsoka related. They want to see how it went, and I, I'd say it went pretty well. I've yeah. seen the reaction you've seen so far has been pretty great. So no, I that's you can good. Book it. I just think she should care more about what happens to this kid. And there's something more like the 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 and what she tells him to do is just too much for me. It's like go to this here mountain and like play a flute, and then maybe a Jedi will like come get you or something. I don't know. That was a bit much for me. That's just a little hey. bit too obscure. But if anyone knows weird force things you do that open up dimensions and realms and wormholes, it's Ahsoka. She's always getting sucked into some weird thing involving an old temple and a Sith Lord or an Inquisitor. I don't know. Right. This but is a child. Hey, hey, hey! This is a this is a family friendly show, Ross. That that's your warning. Talking about getting sucked into temples. It happened in that uh that that. But it was the wormholes that you were. Yeah, yeah, that, that was. It took me a second. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I liked it. It seemed the ending. I didn't. I I couldn't get my head around why she wasn't more interested in what happens. To I'm this sure kid, we'll but, find out in her standalone yeah. series when we get that later. Um, there it is. So I, I I love how we have refused to talk about Thrawn, and we are out of time too. So I guess when Zach gets back, he can enthrone us with his opinion on it there you go remake of the timothy zahn thrawn trilogy and direct to disney plus movies or we riot yeah grand Very admiral good. timothy thrawn i can't wait awesome um i i guess on that note we're gonna end this episode because because um i i think we've we've done enough to to zaxi to, to zach's mental state from having him having to edit this so on that note uh john where can people find more from you I think we lost John. I think you just got to read his uh, read his uh, Sorry, plug. Hold, hold, hold on, hold on one second, guys. Hold. On. We're making Duty editing. Calls. We're making editing for Zach, and I love it. Well, not it's not too much. We were pretty good. I feel like this was the most like straightforward, formulaic, functional episode kov has probably ever had like I, honestly i mean you only talked We're about trying to behave for john that's why well I, well no it's it's uh, I'm sorry i'm back i oh, had yeah. a there's a, apparently a toilet overflowing in the house and so i had children <laughs> <laughs> you just have to tell us about that awesome saga you've written one more time yeah 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 just 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 plug your um plug your book My and stuff. then plunge oh, that toilet can mynerdworld.net just go to mynerdworld.net you can check out my science fiction space opera series there and also the my nerd world uh, podcasts and twitter at john j-o-n justice or at the my nerd world there you go mynerdworld.net all right and now he has to leave to go to the bathroom oh of God. misfortune been talking with you all right oh oh, oh wait 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 one more thing john before you go one more thing did yeah. you catch the dune reference the Dune reference. The, He's got a Dune C in his bathroom right now. Let him go. <laughs> the the um planet and the city apparently are a Dune reference. I'm not familiar with it, but I was told that it was. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Anyways, gotcha. thanks for being on, John. You go. Bye. <laughs> you go do what you need to do. All right, um, Chris, where can people find more from you when you're not on here talking about alien? I I swear we're just gonna have an ep an alien episode and it's gonna kill me. You know, it was so much work to not really get into it the last time I was on with Zach and he was like talking all that crap about Alien 3. We'll deal with it at some point. But um you can I find me not. at the you can find me at the Chris Partius on Instagram and and based on last week's theory probably on Knights of Vader at least one more time. And say, uh, 11 coming up soon, right? Or can you just get this out? You and Zach can just hash this out for good for Festivus. Oh god, dang it. Festivus is coming out. Yeah, you, yeah, you got have a to topic. You guys kind of cheated. 
Yeah. We'll figure it out. All right, whatever. Festivus coming for you, Ashley Eckstein. Check me out, Unbelievers Podcast. Uh, comes out every week. Got a new episode about the Flatwoods Monster coming out. Yeah! Avenge Zanger yeah. Hassadin gets spoken about. You get to hear us talking about Zanger. There, there's awesome. multiple of those benches. I have a question for you, though, involving that. Um, Have you ever acquired all five Flatwoods benches? Did you ever sit in all five of them? No, I have not, though I do have the thing where the locations are. And also, fun fact... um. The actual one landing. is in a Turkish bathhouse. That's something we talk about, and we mentioned you trying to find that one. So, yes. um, thanks, thank you so much. Uh, fun fact: the actual landing site is on private property, and the person who owns that property is very angry about anyone trying to go see it, including the History Channel. So, yes. cannot go there anymore. Cannot go there anymore. And I almost found out the hard way. But that's a story for another day. Um, I'm Zinger, and you can of course find me every week on this show, and then also, unfortunately, on my other show, Zing This, where we discuss nerdy topics every week and if i'm remembering correctly for this week it's going to be a discussion on the it's a round table nights at the round table completely separate thing from this where i do a um movie with two other hosts of two other podcasts and we discuss terrible movies and this week it is going to be um the tesla movie that features ethan hawk (laughs) and it is awful it is it is it is. I didn't even know there was a Tesla movie. Well, That's I'm going to tell you this right now. Go watch the trailer. You don't need to watch the movie. Unless you really like Jim Gaffigan. He's randomly in it as a human Q-tip. Literally. Anyways, on that note, um, this has been Knights of Vader. I forget how Zach ends this. Um, Anyways, um, well, I guess Anne's superiority complex will play us out. And I am saying Anne, as in a person's name, superiority complex. Just so we're clear. There's no confusion. I I know, but I'm making sure that it is clear that someone's like, did he say and superiority complex? No, I said and superiority complex. So Isn't take it that. In? No, it is and superiority complex. And on superiority complex. Thank you. Good night, everyone. Thanks for listening. Hot pockets. <laughs> <laughs>